The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. feel like we need to talk about the fact that two men that are in one in is 79 one is 83 i believe yes mm. is this a porn we're talking about what <laughs> am i aiming my mind <laughs> it's a porn that i feel like both of us sadly would watch <laughs> al pacino <laughs> at 83 years old and okay. robert de niro at 79 years old are both either expecting a child or just had a child. Well, What's Robert happening? De Niro just Robert De Niro, whoever he, I don't know the name of the, his child's mother. They've had a child and Al Pacino is um, expecting a child. What's happening? Why is this happening? Why is, a, why is a 79 year old bringing a child into the world? I mean, don't like I know what it is because like there's like some 29 year old that's like Sing D that wants to get into the will. Like I get that part of it, but like sure, but you this kid's think... gonna grow up without his you already know he's gonna grow up without his father. 
you would think that Robert De Niro would say, no, I shouldn't have another child. He has seven children. Do you think um, that, like, what is the process even like when he is intimate with a woman? Like, does he look at her and just say, if you do get pregnant, I'm not going to be involved? I don't eat, but I don't even think there's conversations are being had like that. I think he's happy that someone that's not 79 also is like happy to like see him naked is what I think is happening. Yeah. Like, that's what I think. But like, I'm it's it's out of control. What kind of porn do you think they watch? I don't there's, even there's no know. way he's just like popping a pill and then that's the part that confuses me the most is are they is this an engineered pregnancy or are these men able to um participate in the creation because if so i've been very misled about what happens when you're 80 years old with your uh well with your penis can we say penis here we can say penis great I don't know. Like, no, there's like Cialis, Viagra, whatever the generic versions are. There's a cocktail that's being made beforehand. But I thought that that was for people like in their 60s. I feel like those things would kill someone Al Pacino's age. Oh, you think? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, he's done worse. He has children with Beverly D'Angelo, who I am obsessed with do you know her this actress no. she was the is mother the, is this the she's twins? the original mother in the vacation films beverly oh, okay, very okay. smoky voice yes and okay they, here i am i'm seeing her yeah she is she's really fierce and they've had i think behind this baby she has the youngest of al pacino's kids twins yeah and i'd be afraid of like dethroning Beverly D'Angelo. I would think that she'd come after you, that she'd want the most recent children. I mean, it's just, I I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Like what, why are these people not being held accountable? (laughs) Well, I mean, they are going to be held accountable. He's going to have to, No, I'm saying like, we, why I would be, why is no one freaking out? If, if Dame Judi Dench was a mother at like whatever age she is, your girl, people would be having a fucking mental breakdown. If Meryl Streep was like, I'm doing a surrogate child and I'm having a baby right now, people would be jumping out of windows. If, am I wrong? You're not wrong. I mean, I think I'm, I'm sitting here quietly because I know what I want to say, but I don't want it to come out rudely. But I just think that even, even people who are raised solely by their fathers, when you think of parenthood, you're you 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 don't think of the dads doing most of the work. I mean, I no. think that that is no matter what your generation is, it's like people would be outraged because mom has to be there all the time. That's what people think that a, a mother has to be there for their child and it would be cruelty to the child for a mother to have a kid when she's 70. But if a guy has a kid when he's in his 80s, people just celebrate the fact that he's still able to shoot a load. You know what I mean? It's insane. I'm like at a loss for words. It's crazy, right? Am I like- Are you upset that we're not acting more outraged and less comedically if these two geezers are about to be fathers again? It's just crazy to be like, I want to hear like what the conversations were that these people had when they were like, let's have a kid. Like what, how did Robert De Niro say like, yes, I do want to have a child with you, 29 year old wife. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know that there even was 
a conversation. A conversation. It just In happens. fact, there are many news reports that are saying that Al Pacino demanded a DNA test because he didn't believe that he was able to impregnate Stop. someone who was Wait, 29 years old. What? Okay, so they're being trapped. That's what's happening. MSN, TMZ, Jezebel. Yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of of uh, sites here that are saying he demanded a DNA test. Let me go to the T the TMZ one. He did not believe he could impregnate anyone. Al Pacino, this is the TMZ article, was so certain he could not get his girlfriend or anyone else pregnant, he did not believe the baby was his at first and got a DNA test for proof. Sources tell TMZ. The 83-year-old actor, we're told, had medical issues that would have commonly prevented a man from impregnating a woman. Yowza. We're told Al had no idea until two months ago that 29-year-old Noor, excuse me, Noor Alfala was pregnant. And that when he found out, he was shocked. I mean, I'm waiting for the next line of this article to be, according to Mr. Pacino, he has not had a proper erection since the Reagan administration. (laughs) Well, who is, this is like another Page article says, meet Al Pacino's pregnant girlfriend who has dated Mick Jagger, comma, billionaire investor. I can't. (laughs) Like, now, okay, now we're coming into view. Now I get it. Now it's happening. Right. This is a, this was a goal. It's what I said yeah. at the beginning. It's like, I want uh, to have a, ch- a human bond with you so that you, uh, I'm somehow in this, in your will whenever you die in two years. But how much, like, you know, how much money you think you're going to get? Like, if you have Robert De Niro's seventh child. I have, yeah, you're right. What you can, first of all, so he's going to divide up his estate into seven people. You think his adult children are going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to fight having to split this seven ways with. Uh, a, fetus. a fetus like literally like Are a newborn child no if i'm whoever robert De- by the way robert de niro's oldest child is it's probably older than 60. me yeah like, i mean it's yeah. probably 60 older than both of us combined yes it's like that person is just going to be like lawyer like there's absolutely no way it's crazy like i just don't even uh, it's i don't know am i do i sound insane that i'm just saying the same thing over and over again i'm it's baffles me no I um, I waited on Al Pacino several times when I worked at Joe Allen as a waiter Wait, in the really? summer in the late 90s. Yeah. And? Utterly silent. Didn't engage at all. Only to barely whisper his order. order. <laughs> yep. Not unpleasant, but no eye contact. No trouble, but no sort of, I don't remember him under or over tipping. He was just sort of. Just there. There. One time I would be, I'd been waiting on him for about 15 minutes before I even realized it was Al Pacino. Everyone in the kitchen was going nuts. I was like, oh shit, I waited on him before. And I just didn't even recognize him. And I mean, look at these pictures in page six. I mean, he looks like he, the crypt keeper. Like he's, he's very fucking old. I mean, he is, he's literally 83 years old. I mean, never, never forget him in House of Gucci, the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. And he, like, we were all like, is he going to die like right now? Like we were like, how is he still alive? Like, oh wait, First this page all, six article, I... wait, this page six article is like her previous relationships and it's pictures of her and Mick Jagger. And she's like happy as a clam. I wonder why they broke up. They probably had so much in common. Well, he probably was what like, was you're it too that old. Al had that he Mick was probably didn't. like, you're too old now. Like you fucking disgusting piece of shit. And she's like, I'm 21. And he's like, yeah, ew, get away from me. Nor Alfala is technically too old for Leonardo DiCaprio. So now she's pregnant with Al Pacino's child. Literally. Literally. Yep. yep. 
Wait, you were going to say something about House of Gucci and I cut you off. Um, <laughs> just that I loved it and I've seen it more than once. I will watch it again. Do that's, I think I'm not putting it on the same list as Citizen Kane? That's insane. I am putting it on the same list as Mommy Dearest, though, because it oh, is. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm upset that it's not more culty, ridiculously recognized. And I wish it had not come out as an awards contender. That sort of tainted thing. it for me. It should have just come out July 4th weekend so we could all go dressed as the characters. Yes. That is the thing is that they made a movie where they were like trying to one be like campy and like B movie, but then also try to win Oscars. And it's like, right. that's, you can't do that. And like, what it was, I mean, I could go, I could do it. I think with house of everything Gucci, that was wrong with it, but it I was, think that everyone was it Ridley Scott. It was right. I can't I even so. commit it to memory. Who it was. Um, I, I think that the director and the entire cast were pulling a Joe Millionaire on Lady Gaga. I think everyone involved with the production knew that it was camp and nobody told her. So she delivered this performance that was like, she thought that is was like so a, yes. earnest and so like over the top in a trying to get an Oscar way. And Jared Leto basically showed up and was like, gave the equivalent of fart jokes as a performance and was still brilliant in his own right. I might add like sure come on he's on the come list on. of people that we need to fix there's some oh. people have been saying that he, and they go and I don't know why but I feel like he needs it that's what most people say they're like I can't really uh. pin it down but like he's not well and I'm like okay he's definitely not he's also like drinking I mean, the elixir from death becomes her like I, I, yeah. the, the Met Gala it's like <laughs> you know he has like it, that is not normal that he is my age and he looks Younger than you. I mean, it's insane. No, to it's me. crazy. No, it's insane. He is a weird one, but I, oh God, that movie. Like, why did they have accents? Well, I, why I did. did they have accents? Yep. Just it didn't make great... any sense. Would that, what does that make sense? I am so happy we're talking about this. You know, if we had been doing this podcast two years ago, we, we would have done it three episodes about House th of Gucci. A, a trilogy. We would have done we, as many. We would have as, split it into three acts. We would have done it in three acts. We would have had as many episodes on House of Gucci as Demi Lovato has documentaries on YouTube. <laughs> but and do you think that, I mean, they're poking holes in condoms. That's what's happening, right? With these Wait, men. these women? I don't know. Like the, these women are poking holes in. I mean, they're not even wearing condoms because they're like, I'm 90 years old. I can't. I don't do know. This. But Pacino and De Niro have been around for such a long time. They'd have to be like wise to a scenario like that. They've been no. in movies where that happened to their characters. I mean, they'd have to know. Don't they have people around them? Don't they have adult children supervising them to make sure they don't have siblings? I got much more annoyed about this than I thought I would. The more that I thought no, about it's, it. No, because it's infuriating. You're like, why are you doing this? And like, that's the other thing. I didn't want to get too harsh on it, but it really is like, think about it. Like this child's going to be born and then their dad is going to die like two and when they're two years old from old age. Like, do you know what right. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like not from like, oh, it's a, an accident happened and then it was a tragic thing. Like it, everyone will be like, oh yeah, that's sad. But like they're 90 years old. So we get it. I don't, I just don't feel like it was deliberate on their part. I, I don't think, right. I don't think either of the, well, I, we know Pacino's not deliberately having children because he wanted a DNA test. Which, since I mean, she hasn't had the you, baby yet, mean they had to do that, you know, the complicated way. When you get a load of this girl with Mick Jagger, you're going to believe it. That I'm it wasn't it deliberate. I mean, she is, look, I understand what Al Pacino sees in oh, her. Oh, yeah, she's quite beautiful. Fetching. 
oh, she's absolutely beautiful. That's not what we're here about. But it's just oh, she crazy. smokes cigarettes. Now I'm not interested anymore. I hope. I, I, oh my god, every picture of him. Is I hope ours. he sues her for for. Uh, Full custody. Can you imagine someone ordering Al Pacino full custody of his infant? I mean, if you look at, if you see these photos of them together, he looks like he doesn't know where he is. No, it's like, it looks like Weekend at Bernie's and that he's Bernie (laughs) and she's just carting him around. Because that's like what it is. This is insane. Well, I mean, what else is there to say? What are we what are we doing wrong, ladies? What are we doing wrong? Speaking of fucked up families. Speaking of people that are older than sin, here we go. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. An email came across our desk. And when I say our desk, I mean Dominic's website. And (laughs) a certain someone said that they wanted to be on our show. He sent it to me. I open the email. I'm like, oh, someone wants to be on our show. Let's read it. This I've listened to this person on podcasts for when I say probably half of a decade. I mean half of a decade. This is a big fish. You know her from by the book. You know her from her podcast, uh, Daily Fail. You know her from basically being on every single podcast that's ever existed. She is a mogul. She is the moment. She is an icon. Her name is Kristen Meinzer. Thank you so much for being on this show. Oh my God, that intro. Oh, I, I'm so glad you recorded that because I'm going to play that back to myself whenever I'm feeling down because that was so beautiful because- It should be your ringtone. I, I, yes, I'm going to do that. But the reason I reached out to you and asked to be on your show is because I fell in love with it the minute I listened to the first episode. And um, I've been listening to every episode ever since then. The energy you bring, the sense of humor, um, you two are just a delight. I love this show so much. So I I knew it was a little bit bold to just reach out of the blue when we don't know each other and say, I want to be on your show. Absolutely not. No, no, that was exactly the right move. Because I never in my life would think that you were listening to our podcast. (laughs) So it's a delight for us to know that you are. Chris lost it because I sadly was unfamiliar with your work until you reached out. 
And when once I emailed Chris, I said, uh, do you know this person? And he launched into the stratosphere quicker than I've ever <laughs> seen him before. Still to this day, he can't even say five years. He had to say half a decade, yeah. like, a, like a royal reporter. No, I truly, and also um, friend of the show, Rebecca Bregman was the one that showed me your podcast and by the book with Jolenta Greenberg. And I listened to it for years and years and years. Oh, It was I'm like so one honored. of my main podcasts I listened to for Thank like you. a long, long time. Thank you so much. Oh, that means so much to me. It really does. It's so weird to hear your voice and also see your face. It's so, <laughs> like, sorry, I know. I'm like, I'm actually legitimately fangirling. Like, this is so embarrassing. But like, it's so weird to be like, oh, I'm actually really interacting with this person whose voice I know so well. If you said two words and I closed my eyes, I would know exactly who it was. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Well, some people say a I have a voice. distinct Minnesotan accent. And um, some people hear it, some people don't. So um, that's so funny. That cracks me up. Kristen, if Chris is making you nervous, just text me privately and say, <laughs> pretend, <laughs> pretend that the server coll collapsed. <laughs> we'll bring you to an undisclosed location. <laughs> um, I am immediately entranced by you uh, because I know that you are a royal reporter, which is maybe one of my favorite... <laughs> job descriptions. Ever. I mean, do you write that on your passport? I'm a royal reporter. I have mentioned it at passport control. Like for example, when I was on my way to Harry and Meghan's wedding, um, oh, what are you traveling for? Business pleasure? Oh, you know, Harry and Meghan's wedding covering that. So um, it does come up every once in a while in odd places that that's one of my many jobs I have. Can you, before we launch into today's client, can you briefly tell us how one goes about becoming a royal reporter and what your access has been over the years? Well, I'm more of a royal watcher than a royal reporter. I okay. look at um, what's happening with the royals. Uh, I look at it through an intersectional feminist lens. I look at what's being reported, if it is racist, if it is sexist. I look at what speeches are being given, what uh, uh, good and bad ways the royals are behaving, what they're saying, what they're not saying. And uh, and then I talk in the press about that. And it all started out really because I was brought up reading the National Enquirer with my Nana. She helped teach me how to read it's beautiful. Um, uh, with the help of trash. <laughs> It's and, a beautiful success story that the, and, not, that the National Enquirer needs to put I mean, on the front page. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what they're known for, is bringing families together. Yes, and, and childhood Enquirer. literacy. It's really what they're right, about. Yes. Right next to, like, the Bat Boy. Like, what's, like, the, the stories that have been on, like, the cover for, like, literally, literally the entire time that I've been alive? Like, literally. Oh, my God. It's the first literally of the episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just brought up reading the rags and loving them and all also just being mad at them. And so I was always following this stuff from a very young age. And I think there's a lot to be learned from pop culture and following celebrities and so on. I think there's a lot to be learned about what are our values? What do we think is important? What do we think is not? Who are our enemies? Who are our friends? And so on. And so I, I grew up reading this stuff. And then at a certain point, I was working in public radio as a culture producer. And uh, William and Kate were going to get married and the staff was like, is this worth covering? And I'm like, yes, this has to be covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fucking and, idiot. And I, yeah. and I will, I will be the person to cover it for you. I will be on air and I will cover this. And so 
I did. And from that moment forward, I've been covering the Royals. And uh, after Meghan and Harry got married, I became um, more and more of a person that I think the press turned to when they wanted a quote, because I, I am a woman of color from the U.S. I'm not black, I'm Asian. But I think that because Megan is a woman of color from the U.S., I think mm-hmm. a lot of press outlets liked that I wasn't just a very old white British man who was speaking about the right. royals, which is yes. a lot of a lot of royal commentary over the years. That's who's been talking. So I think they liked having somebody who was closer to Megan's age, who was sure. American, who's not white. And a woman. <laughs> yes. And right. not an old man. <laughs> yes. All of that. Um, are you willing to shame the public radio station that dared to ask whether or not covering the wedding of the future King of England was quote unquote worth it? <laughs> um, it, it was um, uh, WNYC, New York Public Radio. And- wow. <laughs> and- I am I am flabbergasted. I, I mean, I How think they just they? wanted to, you know, have a few lines about it. And I'm like, no, I'm going into the streets and I'm talking to people about this. I am people reporting like, on it. Yeah. We all like woke up early. It was at like three in the morning for us, wasn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. Like we woke yeah. up at like 5 yep. a.m. to watch it. Why would, the, mm-hmm. I, I mean. Yes. And, and it was crazy. a really exciting moment. Like a commoner is marrying into the royal family. Mind you, a multimillionaire commoner and um, yeah, right. and very beautiful and so on. But she was very different from other people who'd married into the family before. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is the future king of England. This is Diana's son. Our beloved Diana's son is yeah. getting married. Why would we not want to cover yeah. this? Well, we should. I mean, we're all we're sort of already talking about them or we're about to. So we might just segue into our Clients this week, we wanted the heaviest hitters possible to come in here. This is why Kristen is here to speak about King Charles and Queen Consort Camilla. These are the clients this week. Now, why would these two people need fixing? What? How dare you? How dare you even ask that? Why are I'm, you here? I mean, the running joke of our podcast is that, like, no matter what happens in the UK, everyone just like blames Camilla Parker Bowles for everything, right? That's she, Remy yes. Dominic. I have. I my theory is that everything bad that ever happens in the UK can be traced directly back to <laughs> Camilla Parker Bowles, Mad Cow Disease, the Spice Girls breaking up. Elton John retiring. She's responsible for all of these horrific things that have changed the geography of our world. (laughs) Yes. I mean, at this point, her attempt to fix her public image has also done something not very savory as well. Um, She decided to fix her public image. She would hire an executive from the Daily Mail to be her new head of PR, the same Daily Mail, which has invaded the privacy of Harry and Meghan and Wills and Kate, the same Daily Mail that has just published trash about her stepkids. She's like, oh, I'm going to hire them to be my PR reps now. So Wait, even is trying new? to is this fix her image, she's just made her image worse. And that's wow. recently? Very recently. Yes. All that's of this insane. Happened. Wait, yes. I didn't even know year. that. Yes. I didn't know that either. And it's so... I, it, it is... It, it is intentional, obviously, right? I mean, she's sending a message to some very specific people by hiring that person, right? Yes, yes. But okay. but if that was supposed to fix her image, it's like, yes, now the Daily Mail is writing better stories about you, but everybody now knows that the reason they're doing it is because you've gotten into bed with them, but they still just mm-hmm. publish trash about her stepkids. Huh. Oh, God. 
that's really bad. It is. <laughs> this is care. a bad PR move on her must, part. Well, in that, Very bad. Well, in the the thing that's funny is like in Harry's book Spare, he like alleges that she has a really good relationship with them. He basically alleges that Camilla like was the one feeding all the stories to them. And this yes. like yep. definitely confirms that question mark, right? Yes. Yes. And I mean, that's not speculation. It is very public that that's she fact. hired the Daily Mail editor to be her person, like mm. her PR person. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's not gossip. That's just a fact. She's so cunning. Here's a fun, an- another fun historical fact. In 2004, I was in a gay bowling league and the name of our go. team was Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, I'm not even kidding. That is so good. That is and so good. And we misspelled good. the last name. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Truth. I love that. Did everybody, um, did everybody cheat on their spouses in your bowling league and pretend to be tampons? I mean, eventually, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I swear that that's true. And the following year, we were Beyonce Bowls. Oh, okay. Okay, that's that's. See good. how gay and stupid this bowling league is? No, that's not stupid I'm at sorry. all. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. Where did you do this bowling league? <laughs> at Chelsea Piers. I'm dead. I'm dead. Of course. I swear to you. Where else? Oh, my God. Um, I am really struck. I mean, you know, it's I'm sitting here as you're telling us these circumstances, Kristen, and I'm thinking, like, wow, like, Camilla's really cunning and i'm sort of surprised that i am even bewildered by how cunning she is given what she's already accomplished Accomplished. literally and no you know we don't we only slut fame on this podcast for sure and it's not uh it's, it's not there's nothing here about sex or physicality or anything going on but she she wormed her way into a situation that she had been i guess left out of and she wanted in it and she got there. I know it's like, it's so long and complicated because I I feel like I don't want to throw so many details, but like Diana knew about Camilla when she married Charles. Yes. Yes. Um, She came across a gift that Charles was uh, giving to Camilla. Um, I believe it had two engraved C's in it for Charles and Camilla and Diana's like, uh, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's for my very dear Camilla. And it's like, uh, should you really be giving these kinds of intimate, uh, personalized, engraved gifts to somebody else when I'm about to be your wife? Really? Really? This is right. what you're, you're an do? international superstar that everyone knows. Like, <laughs> right. You couldn't be more famous if you tried. <laughs> right. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean, I don't want to just blame Camilla here. This is something that like Charles... It, it, he, if he would have had a spine and stood up to his mom and said from the get-go, like, I actually really like Camilla. I want to marry her. If he hadn't flip-flopped so much on Camilla, um, I mean, Camilla ended up marrying somebody else while Charles was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Let me think about this. I don't know if I can stand up to my mom and say I want to marry you. Da 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 da. And then, meanwhile, Why Camilla got tired of waiting her? and married somebody else. And maybe if you know, if Charles was a little bit stronger, he would have just been with Camilla from the get-go and married her, but he he didn't. And then eventually his mom's like, well, you have to marry a suitable girl, a barely legal teenager, and here's somebody who's aristocratic <laughs> and he was like old, your cousin. He was old. Yeah. He was like, he, wasn't he 30 or in his 30s when they finally, when he, he married Diana? He was in his 30s, and yeah. um, when they got engaged, she was 19. Huh. And he, she came from a pedigree line and Camilla yeah. didn't, right? 
No, no, no. Uh, Camilla comes from um, the aristocracy as well. They both oh. do. They both do. But um, then, what was the issue? Why? Why couldn't he just get permission to marry her? Mm, there's a few different um, ideas out there about maybe why he couldn't have. Um, the, you the, can say it's her hair here, Kristen. We're yeah, you're, you, you're, you're, you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> No one's going, oh, it's 2023. We don't talk about people's physical appearance. But the hair, though. The, the hair, but, I mean, one of the main reasons, supposedly, was because Camilla was not a virgin. And you know what? Apparently, people in the royal family used to care a great deal about whether or not I virgins mean... were married to the family, which, eh, like, who cares uh... if she's a virgin or not? Um, You know. But but that was apparently one of the factors that came into play about why Charles couldn't marry her, um, because she was experienced to know what she liked. Apparently, that's a problem. Um, well, the thing that's funny is like if you want to refresh her on this whole thing, you can just watch the most recent season of The Crown because they right. Right. really delve into it. Like in the last, or maybe the last two seasons, really, like really show you everything you need to see. Um, the Crown made me want to be. Camilla's drinking buddy, to be honest. Like, if I don't know who they are before I'm watching The Crown and I just meet them for the very first time, I, Camilla's the one I'm texting. Yeah, morning, correct. Probably. I, I of the two. I, I think they made her seem like a dynamic, sexy character on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, I, I think, fairly depicted Diana as very naive and childlike because she was a child. Because mm -hmm. she was a child. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, two years earlier, and she in Charles would have been pulling a Wilmer Valderrama. So, oh, seriously, <laughs> we've had him pop up on this podcast <laughs> way too many times for my liking. Oh gosh, she was so young, and well, he was supposed to he was supposed to date her sister, right? Wasn't he supposed to go on a date with her sister yeah. and like met her and was like, "Ooh, you're younger and prettier," like ding dong. But the um, it was actually um, Diana's older sister, and Diana's older sister's like, not not feeling it. Not into not into you. Wow! Which, <laughs> imagine. Oh, can you imagine? Which can I just butt? love. I just love that Diana's older sister's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> no. Well, don't you love too that they like made uh, Charles in like the most recent seasons Dominic West, who's like in my opinion one of the most beautiful human beings to ever it's walk this planet. He, he, and I'm I, like to go like it's an absolute crime against humanity that. King Charles is being portrayed by like one of the hottest human beings alive. It's a little like, weird. That is like, did he? Have that's what that pushed. That's that's what pushed Queen Elizabeth over the edge. That's why no. she finally died. <laughs> My son because is she not was like, you are, you are literally watch this. But see, like, you're giving me Imelda fucking Staunton and Dominic West shows up to play this horse that I gave birth to. Are you insane? <laughs> and she passed away. <laughs> It, it, it that is Dominic true, West like, casting is stunning. It's like, insane, it is, especially because like the Camilla that they, or I mean the the Diana that they cast is like exact, looks exactly like her. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like it's like mm -hmm. if you close your eyes and open them real quick and close them again, you would think it was Diana. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, she looks would. exactly like her. <laughs> yep. Yes. But can we just talk about some of the other things that like Charles well, has let's... done wrong, other than like. You know, it, it's it's not just that he married a barely legal girl and didn't stand up to his mom. It's like, can we talk about Tampon Gate? Do we all know about Tampon yeah, Gate? Yeah, no, oh, I was going to say, let's stop beating around the bush and just get let's to just it. Get, so, literally, let's just get, literally, let's get to Let's beat it. around the bush. In the bush. Or yes. Or in between the bush. 
like what first of all tampon gate should be spoken at a campfire in with everyone's family annually that's how important it is (laughs) so for those who aren't familiar with tampon gate charles and camilla uh resumed their relationship they they dated before Diana and they continued to date after Diana. And, um, and, and I'm using the word sure. date politely here. Date is yeah. not really what they were doing. Camilla but. was actually Charles's date to his own wedding reception. <laughs> is that weird? It's so strange. It was so weird. <laughs> and, you know, they would call each other up. They would spend time together. All of their vacations would be set up. Uh, all of Diana and Charles's vacations would be set up. So they could be really close to Camilla on all their vacations and so on. And, um, and when they would talk on the phone, Charles and Camilla would, I guess what they thought they were doing was talking dirty to each other but the rest of us would say that's not very good dirty talk that like <laughs> because his dirty talk included i wish i could be a tampon so i could live inside you forever which by the way toxic shock syndrome that's what's going to happen if you leave a tampon <laughs> that's not something you want to do like what's oh going to happen to that tampon it's just going to be a big ball of bacteria right <laughs> There's a reason why the box says do not leave in for longer than eight hours. Well, toxic shock. That sort of shit does get the royal family hard, apparently. <laughs> Cousins I mean, and bacteria. Those are their two it's favorite. Creative. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all in their bloodline. The bacteria. Look at them. Yeah. Look at Prince Andrew's children. Dear God. Like they could belong in a tent. I mean, that tent. was. I mean, so like what that then like is on the front page of the news. Didn't like someone intercept it, like the broadcast or something? What yeah, happened? Yeah, uh, th- there was some phone tapping going on, and they just they hit the jackpot. They didn't think they were going to come across that. Can you imagine being the reporter <laughs> that day who hears that for the first time? It's just like, who do you? I would first make my own copy and save it on my phone just to <laughs> prove that I was the one who found it. I, I didn't even know who I would call first. And like, what do you even say? Like, so I would hold it hostage. I, I don't just even feel know, like yeah. I have this. I'm not giving you. I, I, I guess I would crazy. call like Tampax or OB or one of those companies and say, mm-hmm. I think I have a great idea for your next advertising campaign. <laughs> um, this is how great tampons are. The future king of England has endorsed one. not not only endorsed your product, wants to be. Yeah, he product. would like to be wants to be your, your product. product. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but. So obviously that was like scan. Like obviously this then becomes front page news, and like the entire world then reads that for this months. Happened. And like there's Saturday Night Live skits about it. Yeah. Yes. Like they're dragged through the mud today. Still right now, we're doing it. We still it right talk now. about Tampon Gate today, and it's been yes, it's been decades, and we still talk about it. And this is while he's with Diana, correct? Yes, it is. So they're married. Diana's alive and married to him, and this is what comes on front page news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so, if that doesn't if that's not something we need to fix, I don't know what is. That definitely. Needs I know to be this fixed. is rude. I cannot shut my mic off, but I have to lower my desk. So okay, don't. go for it. Go I'm for it. In, I'm leaving this in the podcast. <laughs> I have to lower it. It literally <laughs> sounds like so like grandma's it's in literally like, no, it's, it's like Doctor Evil. It's like Doctor <laughs> Evil. Like. <laughs> Before you got here, Chris, and Chris was like, are you going to stand? I said, I am for the whole first one. And we're halfway through it. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, oh. 
Wait, where were I'm gonna just I wish I had Camilla's stamina. That's all I could say. (laughs) Her perseverance. (laughs) I can't even stand for 20 minutes. But but there's also so much more to fix beyond all of this, don't you think? With Charles and Camilla even today, not just in the past, not just in the Diana years. Like sure. I still think there's more to fix. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's an onion with that we're peeling many, many layers back because it's like you want to fix them personally, like to see if they can shine up their own image. But you're, I'm also thinking about are, are we fixing the monarchy in, in general? Because this is sort of they're a fun duo to be the duo <laughs> ushering in a new era of the monarchy. You know, they are but the thing old sad. as hell and very unpopular. So yes. for them to be the ones who are sort of taking the mantle from the longest serving, most beloved public servant in the history of that nation is just <laughs> like you're going from Queen Elizabeth to the tampon lady. It's just, <laughs> it's, there's, there's a decline in the perceived elegance of the institution with them there and they have to fix it. Well, and it's hard because like, you go from Queen Elizabeth, who's been who's the longest reigning monarch. Tell me if I'm wrong. The longest reigning monarch in the history of the crown, correct? Um, yes, she would have to be right. Yeah, and like someone that has been the queen my entire life. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, entire life. Everybody who is alive on this planet. More than yeah. two of your lives. Yes, yes. true. More than two of it, my lives. Actually, you're right. Yeah, and like, yeah, to go from that someone we've seen so long to someone who we like when I was a kid and we like learned about the British like crown, like we would joke like, Oh, he's never going to be the King because she's going to live forever. Right. Like that's like, this is like the inevitability of like, ev the butt. He's like been the butt of the joke the whole time. Like yeah. Harry is like the spare and is like upset about it. Like you, at least you're not your fucking dad. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Who like everyone is like, LOL, you're still like a baby because you've never had to actually have any responsibility because your mom has been the queen your whole life. And like, yeah. will never die. And he gets his job at his mid seventies. Like now yeah. it's time for my job. Can you imagine in your mid seventies? No. And it's Ugh. like time to hang it up at this point. That's what's crazy. It's like I almost I feel like so many people were like it should just skip right over to William. Like it should just be William and Kate. Like we <laughs> yeah. should just get rid of like. I I think he considers that as well. I'm sure he he isn't <laughs> thinking to himself that he's going to be in that job when he's ninety five. I think that he probably does want a few out of the spotlight years with Camilla who I hope he calls her Cammy because she deserves it. Like behind the, like when he, <laughs> he wants to spend like five or 10 good adult years with Cammy alone, being in love in, you know, in one of their cottages upstate or up country. What is the fucking called? The countryside up in the countryside. One wow. of their spare, I think their spare castles. Plenty of time with Cammy to do that. They, they've been, you know, enjoying all yeah, of they've their They never had to do anything, Dominic. Yeah. It's like, right? Maybe you should work because I guess I guess I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think that they are very precious. They did not have to pay any inheritance tax, by the way, when the queen died. They're worth billions of dollars, and to me, that's also very bad for their public image right now because. They have a real cost of living crisis in the UK right now. Some people are like, ooh, should right. I pay for my electricity or for food for my kids today? And right. meanwhile, you have these billionaires who are choosing not to pay inheritance tax. I mean, this is also like something that needs to be fixed. When I was in London in December, we came home like, 
I want to say at like 11.30 midnight one night, we were going to our apartment and there was like, I don't want to say a garbage truck, but like looked similar to a garbage truck, but smaller. And there were these guys outside and they had this big, huge metal pole and they were sticking it into the ground and they were turning it. And my friend went to go take a shower after we had just been and she's like, oh, there's no hot water. And so she took like a cold shower and the next morning all the hot water was on and it was fine. But when we came home that one night, I was like, they're turning our water off. Like they're turning off the hot water at night to like conserve hot water because of the energy crisis here. Like it was crazy. Like, so when we would try to take showers, like after midnight, like there was no hot water at all. But like at 7 a.m., there was hot water galore. Yeah. And I was like, is this happening? This guy who has like multiple castles. Yes. And yes. And um, like we were, and I was like, this is the water truck. Like they're turning off our water. Look, see, like this is the hot water. They're turning it off. Like we don't have, and we went up and we tried the hot water and there was no hot water. So was this just happening at Airbnbs or was it happening at nice hotels as well? I don't know, but like, I think, well, I think you learned your lesson. Okay. (laughs) In Airbnb. What is, I, I can't, I'm not going to, we're not discussing Well, we hate Airbnb. Again, another reason. This was part of the whole reason why I don't like Airbnbs. stay at the Mayfair, please. (laughs) Well, I don't have like $17 million. I don't either. You just pretend. What do you think he is? The king of England? Come on. Yeah, really. can't afford that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it was great. So basically like I've to sum it all up, I went to London and like at, at eleven thirty the hot water turns off if you're not like the king, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So they are the only ones with hot water. Wouldn't that be <laughs> hilarious? Oh, God. Can you imagine? If Buckingham Palace was the only place that got hot water. They don't live do they live there still or no? They live in another They live all over nope. the place because they have multiple castles. <laughs> Mm. They have so many castles and they'll say like, oh, no, but I don't live there. I just summer there. Oh, I just am there for the holidays. I'm just there. And it's like, no, you like rotate between like half a dozen castles all the time. You you essentially have multiple homes. They're they're very comfortable. What are those? What must those problems be like? What do those people? I guess we see it. We saw him throw a fit recently when he had to use a pen. Remember oh my that? god! Oh yeah, yes. he threw it's it. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're supposed to be the head of state, and you're yelling at a pen. Like he did. Th- th- he really is, he lost it. Yes, and it's like, and the the fact that somebody who is supposed to be a stabilizing force above all, that's what the monarchy is supposed to be, is a stabilizing force. And you're so unstable that you're freaking out and yelling over a pen and caught on camera yelling at a pen. Like, no, Charles, this is your job is to be strong and steady and stable. Mm -mm. No, you you can't get mad at writing implements like this. You know, (laughs) what's like funny? I mean, because that's that's like funny is that the whole I think the biggest problem is that like no one takes him seriously. Like after tampon gate and then him being like, a 70 year old like that doesn't actually have to do like a real job and unless it's like a public appearance as the prince of wales like he hasn't had to like do anything in real life until right now right he is like he is the very definition of bumbling like when you think of a, a member of the royal family who's bumbling that is him you know the thing is about them i'm sure a lot of British people must feel this way as well, is that I know that what, whatever they stand for is is an era that no longer exists. exists. And I I think with like income inequality, like it's almost a joke to think that any nation needs a monarchy, especially economically with what's going on on the planet right now. But if we woke up tomorrow 
and someone had said the monarchy was abolished in the UK, I would be upset about it. Like, I feel better knowing they have a king and queen. <laughs> I don't know why. It just, I think, I, I don't think that the world could handle it if the UK didn't have a royal family. Well, this is a thousand-year-old institution, and anything that's been going on this long, if it suddenly disappeared, I think would be a shock to the planet. It would be a shock to a lot of people's identities. I mean, my husband's from New Zealand, and that is their king. I mean, people oh, all right. over the world, in different parts of the world, this is their king. They are either, you know, in the past colonies, now they're part of the Commonwealth. Um, right. And, and they have had their hand in so many things around the world, good and bad, a lot of it bad. I mean, the transatlantic slave trade, um, you know, um, a, a lot of uh, issues of classism, of racism can uh, be pinpointed right back to the royal family. The, mm -hmm. I mean, look at all of the uh, riches that they have. How much of that was built on the backs of either serfs or enslaved people? How much of it was or literally stolen? Well, from technically, other history, yes, it's stealing. I mean, technically yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, so there's a lot of problems there. But I also think that at the same time, if they suddenly disappeared, I think it would send shockwaves throughout the world because anything that's a thousand years old and just disappears is, you know. That, that that's going to change things. It's also, I think, like, so funny because it's like, this is just all a formality for all of us, like, to, like, <laughs> go through these years until, like, William and Kate become like, the, the king and queen of the, of the Right. Country. Do you know what <laughs> right. I mean? It's like, we're just, like, waiting it out at this point. And, like, I think he's also waiting it out. Like, they're both waiting it out. They're like, well, like, yeah, we're going to just do what we can do. And then when we die, it'll be fine. Like, <laughs> like they're not even, like, really trying that hard, I don't think. It really is, like... I mean, them. if this is like, their we version know, of trying, everyone, this is not good. This is really bad if knows, this is their version of trying. Yeah, everyone knows, like, what the situation is, including them. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and yet at the same time, they're not going to abdicate because Charles is like, you cannot rip this out of my cold, dead hands. No, he's because, like, I've waited. Because he, I have waited so, you so think, long for this. This is the uh, reason I had to marry Diana, that teenager who I didn't even like. You know, right. th this this throne is the reason why I didn't just marry Camilla when I was younger. This throne is the reason why. I, I mean, Charles sees himself very much as a victim. He says that in his memoir that he collaborated with Jonathan Dimbledy on. Um, in his tell-all, he talks about what a victim he always was of his parents, of the position. And now at this point, I just feel like he's like, I've been victimized this long. I am taking this freaking throne. It is mine. This is why I've had to suffer. I am not giving this up. That's how I wow. see it. He's so there's no, what you don't, you disagree entirely with what I said earlier, that there's got to be part of him where he's just like, let me just do this for five years and then be with Cammy. That's not a, that you, that's not a thing really. That's I don't just think me talking so. shit. I mean, the way yeah. I see it, it's just like, he's like, I went through all this hell. I've suffered my whole life. Yeah. I deserve this crown. I deserve to have the word king in front of my name. And mm. Camilla. Which, like, Camilla deserves to have the word queen in front of her name, I think, is something that he very, very, very badly wanted. He supposedly negotiated that with the queen, um, uh, partly with some sort of trade over Andrew and paying off his bills and mm. so on. Um, I, and he's right. She does deserve it. I'm sorry. We've said this before. She deserves the Nobel, the Peabody, the Kennedy Center honor. I mean, this is she. When you you talk about being in it the long game. I mean, she yeah, sets she, a goal. This bitch is queen. I still I can't believe it. She I is really a role model for side pieces everywhere. Not, I will give that. Of the, of the millennium. 
Yeah, forever. Like no forever. one. That's who every you put the woman on British money. She deserves it. She has actually worked. This yeah, is a member of the royal family who has busted their ass. Because you know what? I can. I, I mean, I think having sex with King Charles one time would be like a night in Guantanamo. Can you yeah. imagine forty all the years time. of this having oh, to do? Give like, her the crown. dirty talk on the phone about tampons. Like, yes. think about that. She did have to put up with that. I wouldn't want to put up with that. I think she liked it though. That's the worst she part. That's the worst part of the whole in, thing. I in think many she ways. Him. Oh. Oh boy. I think you're right, Chris. I, I think she does game, genuinely. I, I do think that they, we joke around. There is something very fucked up about it, but I do think that they love each other genuinely. Well, in like, enough for nothing, like, if I had to put myself in his shoes, like, I do understand his point of view of him thinking that he's a victim. Like, I, I feel that they're, all of their views are very myopic and very, very narrow. Like, they're, they have a very narrow view of what the world is really like. Hence, yeah. in Harry and Megan's episode, I said Harry should just, like, do household chores since he has no idea how to do any of them. He has nothing to <laughs> like, compare it like, to. That would be a show. <laughs> like, they don't know how anything works in the world. So it's like, I do see where he thinks that. Do I think that he's right? No, but like I do, uh, empath- I do understand his point of view of being like I have literally waited and been the butt of the joke forever, like mm-hmm. to finally be this, and now I'm finally going to be it, and I'm going to do it. But didn't he Horribly. look miserable though too when he was being coordinated yeah. too? But did yes. you notice Camilla looked really excited? She looked great. She looked she so looks excited, happy as a clam, as they say. Yes. Yes. You are seeing, I mean, literally, the, the only, I, I think only when Leah Michelle finally got to appear in Funny Girl, only then has a person actually been happier than Camilla Parker Bowles was <laughs> <laughs> on Coronation Day. <laughs> it took me a minute to get there and many outtakes that the public will not hear, but <laughs> Kristen, <joke> Kristen <laughs> thank you for sitting through all of that. <laughs> um, no, she's a hero. She is a hero to a certain person. That is, she a, is hero. a hero. <laughs> and make no mistake, that is work. That is work. Is okay. I pose a question. It, uh, will they? Uh, can they ever recover from the tampon gate? Like, can they ever recover? Like, I know we're about to probably try to fix them, but like, is there even a path forward? No. In their obituaries, tampon will be a word that will be yeah. printed in every obituary when they're gone Mm -hmm. Um, they're never going to be able to escape it i mean can you imagine an obituary that didn't mention that of course it's going to be there they will never escape it the task is to fix so you always go first okay charles and camilla are going to start an OnlyFans page (laughs) Ooh! yes 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 (laughs) Obviously, they're not going to have sex on camera. We, Not one human being is going to want to see that. However, it is going to be like a press bonanza. And like, they're going to start an OnlyFans. They're starting an OnlyFans. We all know they're starting an OnlyFans. Like, it's going to be all over the press. And then what I want them to actually do is like, that's the way that he's connecting to like the most staunch like supporters of his is like through his OnlyFans. And like here or there, they'll have like a video where you just get to see like them in the like palace, like do like eating for two I, seconds. I thought you were gonna say nude. No, God, no, no, <laughs> Dominic. They want to gain subscribers, not well, sure, sure. And then I think what they do is like 
you get to see little pockets of like what they do in the palace, like on OnlyFans, but then it's a way for them to like continue to just make money <laughs> because, and it like, it's them. It's the ultimate them trying to be young and relevant and it be a joke on purpose. And they're in on the joke rather than being the butt of the joke. And mm-hmm. I think it lets, ev- it has everyone else like kind of let up on them. Will there be like a box of Tampax behind Camilla at one point, like just randomly as she's like saying something and then it goes away. Like, yes, will like, they'll be talking on the phone doing like little subtle nods to all the things that we've like destroyed them over. And mm. like, we, we, they in their own way get to like make fun of themselves for the first time ever and like deflate tampon gate that way. Sure. Cause it's, okay. they're still fighting against tampon gate in my opinion. Like they're still yeah. just the people like if you, if I called my mom up right now and was like, what do you think of Charles and Camilla? She would be like, remember when they were like talking dirty on the phone and it was disgusting. Sure. And I'd be like, yes. Like that's what, you know what I mean? Like everyone think every, that's all anyone remembers about them. And so it's like, they have to get over that. And they've spent 30 years not addressing it or trying to like combat it. And so they're finally going to like take that down and then they can move forward with the, like the public of the world. Now is the money that people are paying to follow them on OnlyFans, is that going to somehow go back to the people or will they have to pay taxes on that well, money, you please? Know, please? If I was smarter, I would have said yes. So like I could have had that in my original pitch, but yes, it should absolutely go to like something that's not them so that it, you would, like we would all sign up. Like the three of us would 100% sign up if they had an OnlyFans and we knew that like the money was going somewhere good and we had no idea what it was going to be. Right, correct? Yeah. If, if, if there were nudity, yes. um maybe like uh like to help the energy crisis to like like any of the myriad of problems in the uk they could just address with that money nice and that's my pitch nice (sighs) charles chuck and cammy let's call first of all (laughs) phase one of this rehab is they are only to be known as Chuck and Cammy, I need to see them almost as the sitcom version of Royals, which leads me to phase two, which is Cammy needs to do what what women of a certain age who are survivors and may have fallen out of favor. She needs to do what all of those women do, and she needs to go to the gays. So what she needs to do is... Be a full-on... She needs to start showing up at gay clubs on the weekend. She needs to start getting involved, like Diana, with gay charities, with HIV-AIDS charities, almost as... It it would be... Of course, people would be like, oh, she's trying to imitate her. She's like, I'm not trying to imitate anyone. It would almost be respectful if she continued the work of Diana and then just went full on, but I mean, gay camp. I mean, she's showing up on talk shows. She is selling a wig version of her hair for charity for <laughs> Halloween. Wait, that should she just be is the pitch right there. <laughs> this is what she needs to do. And her being this way is going to make people like the King better. And they might actually appeal to a younger demographic. She needs to search. She needs to sort of become 
Karen Walker from Will and Grace as the queen with a, an, an idiot husband that she complains about all the time who you never see. King Charles is just Stan from Will and Grace. That's it. He's just Karen Walker's husband now. And she could win hearts and minds. Go to the gays. Start there. We are very, we are a very forgiving people. Um, and we... We, we love old ladies. I mean, that, especially rich ones. So I would just start there with the career rehab. Get out, party. Just, you know, we know that she's a saucy broad. Just just bring it. Let her be. Let her be who we know she is. She can still be queen and act like Karen Walker. Nice. Tommy, nice. that's a beautiful pitch. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Kristen. Kristen. Will you be deciding between these pitches or do you believe you have one better? My pitch is that Charles and Camilla, they can't refashion themselves. They can't rehab their image. The Uh-oh. only thing they can do is lean in to what we already think they are. And to that end, I think Charles needs to be the new spokesperson for Ashley Madison. No. Have an affair. Oh my- oh, Why my not? God. And... While he is doing that, Camilla needs to lean in and be the star of the Real Housewives of Clarence House or the Real Housewives of Kensington Palace. Be that bitch. Be that Mm -hmm. person whose hair is a little bit weird. Be Mm -hmm. that person who maybe is terrible to her stepkids. You know, Mm. be that person. Lean in all the way. And, you know, if that means being bitchy so be it if that means she's drinking gin all day enjoy it but Mm. be that mess be the mess that we all really think you are camilla and charles enjoy your new job being the spokesperson for ashley madison lean in don't try to rehab just lean in i mean imagine a reboot of ladies of london on bravo with camilla as the head now that what's her name's in Dubai, like imagine Camilla is the center. Wait, can we just talk about the guest coming on and giving the circus pitch instead of one no, of us? Yes, we always no. have I one reasonable, like... one circus pitch. I you know. are fully circusing. You're more circus than both of us combined. And I said they should do an OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I just think sometimes in the face of whatever catastrophe it is, we should we just do better leaning in. Why deny it? Why rehab it? Just lean into whatever that thing is. We've seen people do it over the years to great ends. Why not do it, Charles and Camilla or Chuck and Cammy? Chuck and Cammy, lean into that. Mm-hmm. Just lean in. It's it's funnier when people lean in. People see that you have a sense of humor about yourself, um, and you know, it, it it keeps the interest alive. They're basically this the is... Osbournes, but in but in Kensington Palace. Like that's what you want them to be. <laughs> Yeah, just lean into it. Be it all the way. Do it this all the way. This is a tough one. This is I don't I think that all three of these pitches are pretty good. If I'm if I'm being serious. Like Kristen's is a real contender. What do you think about opening? What if we do something unprecedented? Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is what we love and, to do. And open it up and open it up to a vote to the public. What if we let everyone decide which of these pitches they like the best? Okay, if we do that, I mm-hmm. like this idea. Okay, here's what I was going to say, and we can cut all this part out. Sure. I was going to say that if she was going to come on with, like, a am an expert pitch, and, like, like, here's exactly what they needed to do, and from my expert opinion, then I would say, I think that we should disqualify. You can't 
do that. You know what I mean? Like she should be disqualified from right. winning. However, she did a garbage <laughs> piece of garbage trash pitch like the rest of us. So then that brings her back into the fold. We're not cutting that, so, by the way. That we is, are not cutting because that. that very reasonable rationale is important for the listeners to hear. Okay, after much deliberation, we have decided in an unprecedented move. Unprecedented. The public is going to decide which of these is going to be the winner. (laughs) (laughs) The way that we're going to decide this is by putting it on our brand new Fixing Famous People Instagram account. Oh, you can go to any sounded sexy. If you go to any of our Instagrams or our stories, you can find the Fixing Famous People Instagram account. And in the stories will be a poll of who should win this pitch. You are deciding the winner. You, our listeners, are the experts. So please come and vote either on my Insta story or Chris's Insta story and or please come and join the brand spanking new Fixing Famous People Instagram page. It can be found at, grab a pen, at Fixing Famous People. (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of that poll, we're going to find out who wins. Oh, and then are you going to announce it on the next episode of the show? Absolutely. We will announce it on the next episode of the show. We might have to have you back for like two minutes (gasps) just to like- To accept your award. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to have you possibly accept your award if you win. So you might have to, you might have to open your schedule for like two minutes for us. Please. Yes. Um, And we're going to announce it on that. That's what we're going to do. And we absolutely did not have this planned at the beginning of this episode. P.S. (laughs) So let's give um, our listeners like a one, just a one sentence reminder of what everyone's pitch is. Mine is for Charles to just remain bumbling and for Camilla to go to the gays to help them rehab her, make her a little bit Diana-ish. Uh, and a little more of a campy version of herself and use that to make people start loving the monarchy again, turning herself into Karen Walker. Let's Queen not of the forget gays. you also proposed that they adopt the new names Chuck and Cammy. Chuck and Cammy. Yeah, yeah, that's, to be relatable, that's, which is, which is uh, yeah, it very that's important. That's it. Right. Mine was that they should start an OnlyFans page where they just like talk to people and like do weird little videos that like mean nothing, but they make fun of themselves about the tampon gate. And then they can somehow get over tampon gate and like continue on with their professional lives. And Kristen's. Mine is that Charles and Camilla, AKA Chuck and Cammy lean in to the distasteful things that we all think about them anyway. So Charles, rather than just being two time Charles, be two time Charles, who is also the spokesperson for Ashley Madison, the website you go to if you want to have an affair. And Camilla, you are now going to star as a real housewife of Kensington Palace or something along those lines where you're drunk, where you're reckless, and where you don't care about anybody else's feelings. I didn't think we were leaving this episode this way. I won't lie to you all. I didn't know how we were leaving it. I really I love a cliffhanger. I'm super Mm. excited about this. I'm into it. Do you think that what we're doing here will somehow end up on the upcoming season of The Crown? Oh, (laughs) most likely. I I mean, Charles and Camilla are probably listening to the show right now, thinking about like, how do we want this to play out? Who do we want to play ourselves in this episode? Yeah. Mm. 
I, I hope that we end up in some sort of Coronation Press montage in the season, in the series finale. God, that would be fantastic. <laughs> so funny. All right, so I mean, we're gonna find out. We're gonna we get. We're gonna be hitting the boards. We're hitting the polls, and like, go vote, everyone, and then we will see you next week at the beginning, and we're gonna crown a winner. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on and for reaching out and for chatting with us beforehand, which was how we ended up doing Chuck and Cammy uh, to begin with. It is a real pleasure having you on here. Oh my gosh, it has been so much fun. Thanks for having me on. And for anybody listening who wants to hear more of my insights about the Royals or the tabloids, check out my podcast, Daily Fail. I hope you check it out if you're interested. And Kristen, where can people follow you? You can follow me at Kristen Meinzer on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at K10Meinzer. That's K10Meinzer. Dominic? I can be found at my website, dominatory.com, which will link you to all my socials at Dominic Pupa. And I will be performing my pride show, Surprising No One, at The Cutting Room in New York on June 16th and 22nd. Please come to my website for tickets. And you can see me there on the 22nd because I will be That's there. That's right. You guys can find me at The Krista Rosa. Please rate and review the show and let us know in your review who you want us to fix next. As always, I wish you both well. And where's Shelly? Goodbye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.